Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. From the corner, Barry. Rick Barry has not missed a free throw against Washington. Now it is Barry. Back to Clifford Ray. Goes to Rick Barry. Golden State getting that ball moving. Intended for Barry. Barry, look at that pass. Rick Barry, look at that shot, would you? You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Barry wants to make a move. There's a Barry. He's got his shot. We are starting. This is Rick Barry along with Cyrus Satchez. This is my partner in crime. Uh, we do a lot of things together. We've been uh, together for those of you who may be just listening for the first time. Uh, he was my producer when I did stuff at KNBR Radio in San Francisco for many, many years. So we're looking forward to uh, doing a lot of things here on Miked Up and a bunch of other places. And Let's get right into it, Cyrus, because there's so many crazy things going on in the world of sports right now. You know at the top of my list, the one that's just insane. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online, it's where the game starts. This BS that's going on with all of the talk and all of the wasted time, all of the wasted observations and speculations on Kevin Durant and what the hell's happening. I, as I, I told you before, it's like, who cares what's going I mean, this is just everybody guessing and trying to figure this out. I guess it's wonderful. Well, having done this for so many years, it's great because... You can fill a lot of time on your show talking about meaningless stuff. It's just insane to me. Let's get, hey, do what you have to do. Get it done. Then you got something to really talk about and analyze. Otherwise, it's all bullshit. I mean, it's, it, this is the kind of stuff that absolutely, when we do it, our, our shows drive me crazy. Drives me crazy. <laughs> it's so bizarre. And, and here's the thing. He's got a four-year contract. Four years left on his contract. What is all this stuff? Say, hey, great. Hey, happy to hear that this is what you'd like to have happen. The thing about it is we think you're a pretty damn good basketball player and you could help us win a championship if we get the right people around you and get this thing together, which we haven't been able to do. So just, you know, keep your stuff. Don't sell your house here. Don't sell your apartment or wherever you're living because you're going to be here for at least four years. I know at least two, three, four, and we'll see how it works out. But for next season, you're playing here. So get in shape. We'll see you at training camp. Well, uh, I, I, want to, I want to present to you. I've been, I've been covering this for a while. You're absolutely right. The reason why people are talking about this is because it's the offseason. There's nothing else going on. Um, but this also is relatively unprecedented. Players of his magnitude don't regularly make trade requests like this, especially when they have four years remaining on a contract. But let me ask you this, as someone like Rick, you're one of the very few people who might understand his perspective, given there aren't that many players who have reached his status and are as talented as he is. You are one of those, one of the very few. Um, if if you were in his shoes and you signed that, that four-year extension under the premise that Kyrie was going to be with you the whole time, that you were going to have a say in personnel decisions, and then they decide, you know what, we're, your buddy, we don't like him anymore. We're going to get rid of him. 
you don't have a say in personnel decisions, but we still want you to honor this four-year contract that you signed on. Uh, from his perspective, do you understand the frustration or you signed the contract and you're oh, in? Your thoughts? Hey, I'm not, I'm not trying to diss you know, Kevin for doing what he's doing. I mean, you have the right to do what you need to do. I Hey, I was there. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I, I had, I listen, I was not supposed to ever have to leave the Bay Area. Exactly. When I was when I went to the Oakland Oaks and they moved the team to Washington, D.C. But the bottom line of it is when it comes down to it, yes, you can ask. But you have a contract. Yeah. And if they want you and you if you want to play, you have to play for them. It sucks. And the thing is, I think <laughs> he's got he's got enough pride that he's going to go out and play his best. I mean, you're not going to go out there and play like garbage to show him. No, you can't do that. This is your life. This is your profession. This is your game that you love so much and so dearly. You're going to play the best that you can play. Now, you might not be happy about the fact that they're going to force you to do something that they reneged on promises they had made to you. But the bottom line is you have a contract. And contrary to what people believe about me, I honored every contract I had. I never right. jumped a contract. I never said, hey, screw you and doing this. I wasn't happy about it. So I can understand that if those things were promised to him, they didn't do it. And he asked to be traded. That's what he needed to do. Now, unfortunately, in today's world, everybody hangs their dirty laundry out. You know, it used to be in the days, you know, like my mom, I remember going out. We had a line in the backyard that stretched yep. out. You hung up the line and you let it dry out in your backyard. Correct. Well, now all of a sudden they've got, you know, they have you know, technology. They had indoor dryers and indoor washers and things, right? So you didn't have to hang your dirty laundry out. But when it comes to sports, everybody goes back to the old days and they hang their dirty laundry out in the backyard. And yep. so this is what's happened in this situation. And I don't blame him for asking, but the bottom line of it is they don't have to grant his wish. Obviously. Have you heard? You're right. But have you heard the latest speculation about the new team who might be pursuing him? This uh, is probably breaking. not. This is breaking news, sir. We're recording this on August 22nd. It's 10.15 a.m. Pacific time, 1.15 where you're at. Rick, where are you, by the way? You're I'm always... actually I'm actually getting ready to, uh, getting ready to uh, go and be interviewed for part of a documentary on the great Wilt Chamberlain. They're going to do a three, uh, three one-hour segments on Wilt Chamberlain, justifiably so. Yes. Uh, I hope they're finally going, and we'll talk about this a little bit. Yes. They, yeah, you want to talk about somebody that has been forgotten about almost by so many people, the young people, especially it's Will Chamberlain. So I'm really looking forward to the interview later this afternoon that I'm going to do with them. Well, it's also older folks. I mean, I don't mean older in terms of old, but just, you know, not someone who's 20, George Carl, who's who we've had on our show and uh, who I, I believe you respect tremendously. He loves you certainly. Um, but he said Bill Russell was better center than Will Chamberlain. So it's not just the, the younger demo who, uh, kind of well i love george i love george but uh, listen and, and obviously to take nothing away from great bill russell i got the right. video bill and doing something and as i told you I, I can tell you the respect that i have i said i i pick four players i want to play with and i'll play any five you want okay i've got will chamberlain as my center okay bill russell i will move to power forward <laughs> play defense and rebound i don't need bill russell to score a point okay so as far as having an impact on the game and the way he played, obviously. But my thing is when you pick a player in a sport, in a team sport, all of the skills necessary in basketball, both ends of the court, mm -hmm. who had the most ability and talent? There is no one that can compare to Will Chamberlain. No and one. Let's, and let's touch on that in a second, just because we're still on this Kevin Durant thing. By the way, I do 
you you did bring up something I have to ask you. We'll tease us for later. Who who you would put the other four players on your team that could beat anyone in the history of the game? I'm now curious. Well, I didn't say we would beat anyone. I would think that we could beat them in a seven game series, but you know, you know, who knows? It'll never happen. Obviously, this right. is the kind of stuff that's fun to talk about. This Agreed. is totally and completely, you know, off the charts. I mean, there's no way you can prove anything. Just like now, they want to compare. Stop comparing players from different decades. The greatest of all time. Well, first of all, like I said a million times, you can't do that in a team sport. Just stop it, folks, okay? You have to go by position. So just get that bullshit out of the way, all right? So, yeah, and that's what it comes down to. The skill <laughs> of the talent of the player that he can do. What can he do in all aspects of the game? And if you do that, I defy anybody, and I'll have a conversation with you, and we'll do comparisons and stuff. You can't compare anybody to Will Chamberlain for what he did in all facets of the game on both ends of the court. Fair. So let's get back fair. to Kevin Durant. Hey, it just finished I, up. Yeah, no, so, no, no, look, so who's the team? Wait a second. So who's the team? The Memphis Grizzlies. And the report is, Ooh, is that John Morant. Ooh. Yes. And the report, and that scares me a little bit as Warriors fans. So the report is that uh, the Grizzlies are willing to offer five future first round picks, but Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. are not on the table. So there would have to be other players involved. Your thoughts on that? I mean, I, I don't know if the Brooklyn would do that. Um, the Grizzlies become a very scary team if that happens. Yeah, what, what do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, they would become a very scary team. There's no question about it. Uh, but then again, we have no idea. How right. well will those guys play together even if he goes there? Will Jean Moran be willing to be Steph Curry and let Kevin Durant be the guy like Steph Curry did? This is what people seem to forget. A two-time MVP allowed a great player to join his team and was selfless and wanted to win and allowed him to come in and be the guy. Yep. I mean, that mean, come on. That, when you talk Incredible. about Steph Curry, that should be at the top of the list of the quality individual that Steph Curry is, what he did when Kevin Durant joined that team. Would that happen with John Morant? How well would they play together? Still an unknown. Never any guarantees. And then, based upon the past history, maybe, of the Nets and what they've done, what the hell would they do with those picks? They haven't done a lot in the past. You know, you got five first-round picks, but if you don't pick the right guys to turn them into great players, and how long is it going to take you to make a championship-caliber team? Whereas you have a guy right now who's at the peak of his game playing unbelievable. Can you put some people around him and maybe get two or three opportunities to win a championship now? Now, of course, if you're looking for the future, that might not be a bad deal if you have confidence in your management to be able to choose the right players right. to put a team together, not just with their first-round draft picks, but with their trades and the free agency situation. And I just don't see that trade ever happening just because if Jaron Jackson Jr. and Desmond Bain are off the table, there's no one left. And no, the Nets, it's all about picks. I mean, so, yeah. Yeah, so I don't I don't think that trade's going to happen. But nonetheless, uh, is that, that speculation is out there. So um, one last thing about Kevin Durant. He was on a David Letterman's show recently. Uh, and, and the topic of marijuana came up and Kevin, I've never seen a bigger grin on Kevin Durant's face in my life until that topic came up. He was giddy as a little school child on the playground. They, uh, he was, uh, yeah, he said he was high during the interview. And my question to you is when you played, was, was drugs a, a prevalent and I hate calling marijuana a drug just because it is very similar to drinking a glass of wine. It's not a severe drug, but nonetheless, it's a drug. In your playing days, what was that like? I mean, you played for, what, 14 years, 13 years, something like that? And 
during your playing career in the NBA at a pro level, what was the drug use like behind the scenes? I would love to hear the stories from you. Well, I mean, it's the same. It's been around forever. You know, guys back then were doing it. No question about it. I just didn't understand how the hell a guy can do that the day of a game or even do it, go out and try to play like that. I mean, that's yeah. <laughs> what the hell? I mean, seriously. Uh, so, yeah, it was around. And then later in my career, uh, then, you know, you had to be had, had to be careful of guys screwing around and getting into the cocaine, which is really serious stuff. I mean, it's I mean, that was crazy stuff. I mean, you, Len Bias. You, right? Len Bias. I mean, when you know, yeah. just lost. I mean, that's so sad. I mean, there's so many of the things that happened and how many guys I mean, John Drew, a hell of a player for the Atlanta Hawks. They found him curled up in a corner in some freaking drug house one later on in his life. I mean, there's so many stories about what happened to some of these guys because they didn't have they didn't have the toughness, the mental toughness to go ahead and understand what was good for you, what was not good for you. And they hung around with the wrong people and they wound up doing things that, you know, screwed their lives up. So, yeah, I mean, drugs has been, they've, it's been, they've been around. It's got, you know, different drugs have come along at different yeah. times. It's always going to be a problem. There are always going to be people trying to get them involved in doing that, especially because they have money. And it's, so you have to be smart. I try to tell young people, you can be good, but it's all about who do you hang around with? Yeah. You have to pick your friends. You got to hang around with the right people. And I try to True. tell kids when I talk to them all the time, listen, if your friend asks you to do something that you know is not the right thing to do or it's illegal, he's not your friend. Get rid of him. Yep. All he's going to do is drag you down with him. You can screw up your life, the life of your family and friends. Just don't do it. I mean, and unfortunately... It happens all the time. It's part of life. And it's a very sad part of life to me because so many players, they have the world in the palm of their hands and they screw up by doing foolish, foolish things. I mean, look at even in like in football, 11 games he's out. He's lucky he didn't throw him out of the league to Sean, you know, with the quarterback. I mean, come on. It, it, just be smart. I mean, just be smart. But it's going to happen. It'll never go away totally. I mean, that's that's life. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and I'm, I'm looking at a, at a list of some players who have seen their players affected by it. I mean, John Lucas is a big one who you're friends with, I believe, correct? Uh, yeah, and, sure. And, and he screwed up his life. And he fortunately kind of rebounded. Roy Tarsley yes. was, a, was a very notable player back in the uh, the 80s. Chris Washburn, you know, talking about the Warriors. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, drugs affected him severely. And, and even recently, I mean, we uh, uh, Delonte West is a, is a very recent story where uh, Mark Cuban, I believe, is trying to rehab his life, but it is crazy. You're right; it's it's crazy how easily it can just take over your life and ruin it. Fortunately, marijuana is—I don't—it's just not a hard drug. But Kevin Durant loves to do it. A lot of players love playing basketball while stoned on marijuana. I, Wait a second. I he said, "Hold it." He said, "He said he played while he was he's played while he's been high." I don't know if he said played. I know Chris Webber has admitted to that. Um, really? A lot of, wow. a lot of yeah, they just seem to for them it seems to improve their game. I. I, athletics is hard for me when I'm stoned. I prefer doing it at night when, you know, all my tasks are done. Uh, yeah, some, but some of these guys just thrive on it. It's crazy. So I don't understand. I don't understand how they could how they could actually think that they're going out and performing better when, when they got a buzz on. I just don't understand how they really, seriously, wow. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah, I firsthand though. saw guys that I know was, were doing it and everything, and I said to them, I said, hey, you may think you're playing better. You're playing like garbage. <laughs> so. 
So I, uh, unless there's anything else you want to talk about on, on, on Kevin Durant, um, any last thoughts on his? No, I just, situation? I just, let's just get the thing settled one way or another so we can move on with it. And then if he does go someplace, we can have an opportunity to talk about it. Like I said, all this other stuff is total BS and a waste of my time. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, let's, let's talk about Wilt then. Wilt, Wilt, Wilt Chamberlain again. I, I see these all-time rankings. And look, I know you hate that uh, players from different eras are compared. And I understand it. You're, you're, you're being almost too logical because in a lot of these sports arguments and, and in terms of what people just want to talk about and are interested in, um, logic will not apply, right? This is just what the, the consumers love these rankings. They love these all-time lists. Uh, so, so Wilt, yeah, you, and I think the championships, I think he got two total in his career. Okay, but um, that has nothing to do with I the agree. player. That's your the part thought. that yeah, I think they give guys rankings. They get more points towards how great a player they were based upon the number of championships, which means nothing when it comes down to it, when you analyze it, you're lucky enough to have been on a team that had great players around you and you won more championships. So why are you getting more credit for it? Yes. Were you a contributing factor? Of course, but you don't win by yourself. The other players have to get the job done. So that should be that should have no great significance as far as making a determination as who was the better player. It shouldn't be giving you extra credit because you were lucky enough to be on a great basketball team with great players. Oh, Rick, I want to I want to uh, talk about your career for a second, because um, I, I to me, there is a difference between not having any championships and having at least one and your one title. I feel like carries so much weight because when you talk about sur surrounding caps, when you talk about a team from one through 12 or one through 15, like it is now, um, I don't know if, if, if your accomplishment can be super, can be surpassed just because again, you, you mentioned that the 75 world championship warriors, that was the greatest upset in sports history, not only beating the bullets, but sweeping them when you were just a resounding underdogs. But when you look at your supporting cast, Rick, I feel like that actually uh, helps make the case for you as a great player because who like I, I don't even know who your second best player on that team was. Uh, it was Jamal Wilkes? Okay, who was and Keith guess, Wilkes at the time? He was he was rookie of the year that year, and to have a rookie you know contribute that much is very rare. And then Phil Smith, who turned into a really great player and and uh, unfortunately passed away very early, but he was a really great contributor as a rookie, which is unusual. And we only actually had two veterans guys that had been good players, but they were at the end of their career. That was Jeff Mullins. We picked up Bill Bridges at the end of the season just to go into the playoffs, especially to go ahead and have him guard Bob Love in the playoffs. And, and so he was a contributing factor. And then we had the two-headed monster, Clifford Ray and George Johnson in our center position. Then we had other players that most people never even heard of. Charlie Johnson in the backcourt, our two-guard, terrific shooter, great, terrific player. Butch Beard, you know, unheralded point guard who was a critical element to our success. Charles Dudley coming off the bench doing it. Derek Dickey did a great job. I mean, these are all players that, you know, people never heard about them. They never knew who they who they were. But and the thing is, is that it was the team that did it. See, we still won. It wasn't, yeah, we don't even get to the final, Cyrus. I've told this so many times. If it weren't for my teammates in the seventh game against Chicago at right. home in the Western Conference Finals. I mean, I was stinking up the freaking gym. I mean, and to Al, I think it's all the time. People who haven't heard it before, if the other people, I apologize because I'm being repetitious. Al Adel's greatest coaching move in his career taking me out of the game halfway through the third quarter in the seventh game of the Western Conference Finals. How many coaches would have the guts to do that? Seriously. Took me out. I was like two for 14. I was terrible. And he brought me out, gave me a chance to try to get my composure back and do it. And fortunately, I had 
the mindset that I wasn't going to allow that to impact me. And when I went back in, it wasn't like I wasn't going to shoot anymore or do anything. No, I remember the exact shot. I remember the shot I took it exactly on the court where it was when I went back in the game. And it wasn't until into the fourth quarter. I thought he put me back at the end of the third quarter. He kept me out into the fourth quarter. And we had a double-digit deficit at the time. When I went back in, we were still down. I think we were down by six points or something. So my team did a great job in chipping away a little at the lead. And I can tell you, it was on the north end of the Oakland Alameda Coliseum. I was about 18 feet from the basket on the left wing in front of our bench. And I was I had a shot. Well, some guys might not want to take it when you're two for 14. But in my mentality was, hey, I got nowhere to go but up from here. I'm already going to be. And back in those days, the GOAT was not the, not the greatest of all time. You were the GOAT, which means you sucked. <laughs> bah, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, so that, and that's what happened. But that's the thing. Without my team playing the way that they played and the guys doing what the depth that we had, George Johnson was unbelievable, and he was coming off the bench to do it. And during that third quarter, Clifford Ray and I were both on the bench, two of our starting team, and we are both cheering for George like crazy in our team. I mean, that's the beauty of what happened. Our game, our team epitomized what the game is about. This is why I'm so excited because we have finally, 40-something years later, they're finally doing a documentary about what our team accomplished. So... It's just a shame that they didn't do it sooner and to let all the other guys who were a part of it, who are no longer with us, to have a chance to be a part of that documentary. Yeah, I'm going to ask about that in a second, but my, my immediate question for you, Rick, is, in your opinion, has any superstar, and, and, and the word superstar I don't take lightly, you were and are a superstar, sir, has any superstar player in the NBA done more with less than you in 1975? That's not for me to determine. Okay. Well, I say the yes. Then I'll determine it. Yes, I don't. I mean, no, I don't think anyone's done more with less than you. I, I it's incredible what you did. So well, I, I, what I see, I'm not gonna. I would never say less because I had great respect for my teammates and, and greatly course. appreciate them. Because of course, without without them, I don't win the championship. But let me ask you: Were there any other All Stars on the team that year? I don't think so. So I, I, I don't think there were that many. I guess I should do my research. I don't think there were that many World Championship teams from the from the NBA who just had one all-star on the roster. I got to look that up, but you might, you, your team might have been one of the very few, Rick, and, and you deserve respect. Yeah, it's okay, but this is, this is this, uh, let's talk about some other sports Sounds stuff. good, sounds good. All right. You want a right, serious topic? Hey, yeah, I got I to gotta bring this one up because this is like, because I, 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 I know him and I've been around him. And all these. Love it. So we're going to have another diplomatic trip for somebody. <laughs> Dennis Rodman is going to be at it again, okay? <laughs> so Dennis Rodman is going to go over and try and get Brittany Griner out of the Russian prison. Wow, that's going to be very interesting, isn't it? Wow, wow. I'm, I see he, I'm, I'm just curious because I read about where He said he got permission. Got permission what? I guess did the State Department give him permission to go over and do that? That's kind of interesting that the State Department would give Dennis Rodman permission to go to Russia to be a diplomat for, oh, my God. What is this world coming to? But good well, luck to you, he, Dennis. Well, didn't good, he get hey, Rich, I admire it. I admire the fact that he wants to try and go do something. Hey, I hope it works out and hope they don't lock him up. And hopefully he'll be smart enough not to bring his drugs with him. Well, <laughs> well but didn't he do a diplomatic mission to, to, for Kim Jong-un some years yeah, ago? Yeah, he, he went to North Korea. So uh, <laughs> it's just him and dictators, man. There's just something. To, I, yeah, I guess I, 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 yeah, this is, this will be interesting. It'll, it's going to be, it'll be very interesting to see what happens. And Hey, for her sake, I hope you're successful. I do think it's, it's pretty severe penalty for, you know, for, for what she had done. Uh, if I mean, she did but, that, hey, right? let's face it, but let's face yeah. it. I mean, come on, she's guilty. Okay. She broke the law. Well, what, Rick, broke, Rick, but, 
But I, I want to put, but we don't know if she really broke the law. This isn't provided if you're trusting what Russia tells you. And I mean, can we trust anything? Well, she said? never came. She never came out and said she did bring it. She said, I didn't know it was in my suitcase. I know, but she said that in a Russian court. And, and, and my understanding from the research I did is that she had to plead guilty. She had to admit that she did this as part of the process to eventually get uh, uh, tra transferred or traded for some sort of. Uh, Do you honestly here. believe that she didn't have anything with her? I, well, let me ask you. That. I, I guess that that depends on her intellect. I don't know her personally, but if I'm Brittany, Brittany Griner, I'm not taking any risk like that going to Russia. So, well, that's she, what I'm saying. If she indeed did, we don't know 100. percent Right. But if she did, that was so foolish on her part. Obviously, Agreed. she's paying an incredible price for it. Agreed. And, it's, but I think it's a severe penalty. I mean, way too severe for what it was that she had done. But she broke the law. And I mean, so, it, according life, to them, according well, to them, according well, again, to Russia, according according to them. But yeah. the thing is, she hasn't. I mean, anyway, whatever it is, there's two sides to every story. Bottom line is, if she did take it, let's clarify it. If okay. she did bring something over, she deserved to have something happen to her because she broke the law. No okay, if she didn't break the law then that's a serious situation that exists, an unfortunate situation for her. But even then, if she had, even if she did do it, it's such a severe penalty. I mean, my heavens, come on, seriously. I, re I really hope she's not, she wasn't dumb enough to actually bring hash or whatever she, hash oil, whatever it was she brought in there. Because you're right, if she did do that, some punishment is warranted. I mean, there are consequences for right. your actions. But I just, but I can't trust Russia either. I, I, I can't trust a single thing these people, that, that government does. I mean, they're- Well, I wouldn't they're... trust anything that any government does, even ours. <laughs> fair, fair enough. All right. Well, I hope, well, Dennis, good luck to you over there. And don't you, don't go, don't you go get in any trouble over there. And oh. you know, if you can pull this off, you know, God bless you. But uh, oh. I, I, my, hey, I, just the fact that he thinks that he can actually have an impact and have it happen is- that, that's that's kind of Dennis. He's even though he did show up late for the picture for the 75th anniversary and wasn't in the photograph. I mean, it's so typical of Dennis. And uh, I still I told you I have something it was amazing. I went around. I was the only one I went around and I got signatures of every person that's in that photograph on a big plaque, big white thing that I can have with the photo when I get a really great photo of it. And and Dennis did. I got him to sign the thing, even though he's not in the picture. <laughs> but uh, so that was kind of a cool thing. But I had taken it with a gift that was given to us, you know, by the owner of the Cavaliers. And I shipped it back because I had to go someplace else. And so I had shipped it. It got lost. I was like, I said, oh, my God, I, I have a one of a kind piece. And it got lost. And oh, my heavens, I was uh, this is horrible. And miraculously, I never got back the gift that the owner gave us and that was a really a, a nice piece but i got back to sign placard that's the one that like, really matters right i mean that's the yeah, one that that's the one yeah. that, that well the other one was really nice and all but that one was something really super special so but i did get that back but it was weeks later i mean it was yeah was i was so sure? thrilled did you not get this? Insurance? No, because I, I mean, come on, it was going, it was going to be shipped overnight. They picked it up. I left it at the hotel and everything. And all of a sudden it's, it's disappeared oh. and, they're and they may, found it. May, so. I, may I ask Rick, and you don't have to answer obviously, but did, can you reveal what Dan Gilbert gave you as your, as your gift? No, no, it was just, it was a nice little thing commemorating it. And it was, it was a piece of, you know, something that could be broken. It was in, you know, framed and stuff. And so I put the other thing, cause I knew it wouldn't get bent or anything in with that box, which was really well protected. 
had it all wrapped up, brought it down to the front desk to say, can you ship this out tomorrow and do it, blah, blah, blah. And thank God they they some they wound up finding it. I just Ooh. I thought it was gone. I, I was really disappointed. But I, and I, it was one of the things I put on the back burner. Okay, Rick, don't think about this because you did something. It was so cool. It was fun getting all these guys to sign it. But I got it back. So oh, I mean, thank God. Yeah, but that stuff, you know, like I do that. I take pictures and do other things. And in the same way, look, like even seeing me, Mayor, I'm wearing my hat. I'm proud to have been a Golden State Warrior. Hell yeah. Same thing with the Warrior stuff. You know, Hell look yeah. at the ring. I mean, I got my championship ring. I am proud of that. I wear my stuff when I do it, even when I do it. And I'm, you know, the big three, when I was coaching, I'm proud of, you know, Ice Cube, even though my team has not been very good. I haven't gotten to the playoffs, but I wear, I wear my big three stuff. I wear my Warrior stuff. I wear my NBA stuff. I'm proud of the fact that I've been a part of that. And I see a lot of guys doing stuff. They never wear the thing. Some guys don't even wear their championship rings. I don't know how. I mean, it, it's just th those things mean so much to me. Right. I'm so, great, I'm so grateful to be a part of those things and to have been a part of sports history. I mean, and so, you know, hey, plus the fact I get free, free clothes. So you don't have to pay for them. That's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a minimal perk you should be getting at least. Absolutely. And speaking of which, by the way, we have our own clothes that we sell. I need to remind people. Uh, if you just go to um, my, my Twitter account, at DogSurfRocho, the link at the top sends you to uh, all the apparel we're, we're selling. We have three lines of clothes. Um, I'm sure the holidays are hopefully going to really reap the benefits of that. But, uh, yeah, go check that out. we got some great clothes right there. Um, and and, and uh, real quick here, I want to touch on the Warriors, your former team. Well, you know, here's the thing. We're yeah. going to be doing a Warriors thing and doing stuff. This is our stuff. We're, we're, we're going to be talking about everything here, just like the thing. I, I just love listening to this stuff because I'm back in New York. And, of course, everybody's talking about, oh, my God, the Yankees lost these series in a row. And, oh, my heavens, they're doing it. Hey, they're still in first place. They're still in first. And, and here's yeah. the thing. When you really understand sports, the timing, I don't think, could be any more perfect for them because they still have plenty of time to get their act back together. They won last night. I mean, you don't want to be playing like this going into the playoffs, right? Okay? <laughs> you want to be playing good. So if you're going to have a downtime, have your downtime now. Get it out of the way and get back to doing what it is you know how to do come playoff time. Yes, and sir. So those, are the, those are the kind of things that are kind of fun when you're listening to sports. And I, I like to turn it on late at night, see what the heck happened during the course of the day and stories that are taking place and you know the same old speculation going on because i mean having been in broadcasting for over 50 years i just chuckle at a lot of the stuff that's going on and you know but it, it's fun it's fun to see it you know all the football stuff oh what's gonna happen with him is he gonna play this what's gonna happen with this guy what's gonna happen with him oh tom brady's not here oh boy these guys are gonna suffer from doing that hey you know what all speculation yeah great and everything Let's see what happens when Tom comes back. Although that is a very interesting scenario there with yeah. nothing coming out. Even the head coach didn't seem to know when he was coming back. He's I mean, back today, I think, right? We're, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They didn't, he yeah. wasn't sure at the time when they did the interview a couple of days ago. I heard him. You know, the head coach doesn't know when his star player is coming back. Oh, man. And now all the concerns because they lost in the exhibition season. Yeah, yeah. Folks, the exhibition season doesn't mean diddly squat. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I mean, it's preseason. It means zero. It doesn't count towards your overall record. It gives the coaches a chance to evaluate players. Different coaches go about it different ways. And you don't want your star players out there very long. Like you saw one guy play. He played. He threw five passes. Okay, out of the game. That's enough for you. Let's see what else these other guys can do. 
So it's it's interesting. It's just it's a great way to do some minimal evaluation because the coaches already know basically what most of these guys can do. Yeah. And it's a way to make money and pack the stadium for games yep. that don't mean diddly squat the stadiums. Oh. That's why I always laugh when people talk about betting on preseason games. I'm like, those are the degenerates oh my right God. there. The, those that's are the that's somebody that's they, they're addicted. If you're betting on preseason games, yeah. you need to go. You need to go see somebody. You need some counseling. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh. Oh, and just to boy. let people know, if, they're, if, if for the people that are watching this live, Rick, you and I are, are now uh, we're going to do every show on this new app called Mic'd Up. Uh, download this it. This is because... where we are right now. We're on Mic'd Up, you know, so you can check it out and do it. We're going to be on some other stuff. We'll be with Believe doing some of our things as well and making sure we get it out there. The beauty of it is it's fun because we can talk about all this stuff, like the Yankees and what's happening and what's happening to football or some other crazy stuff that's going on. And uh, well, I just read an interesting story today about about criticizing ESPN and talking about how, I mean, it's almost like if they were involved in bus- in the real business world, they might have antitrust things going against them because they, they downplay all of the stuff that they're not involved with and they promote all of the stuff that they are involved Incredible. with. So, I mean, it really was an interesting story talking about it because they have no competition. It's really kind of like a monopoly. Who the hell else is out there? I guess maybe Fox Sports or yeah. something. Fox Maybe would be, yeah, that would be the only one that, you know, can compete with them. But it's like they give more time to the sports and stuff that they're involved with where they're making some serious money. And they kind of even downplay other one. Like one guy who was an MMA, MMA big fan, you know, mixed martial arts and saying, hey, he loves the sport and all. To me, it's. Man, boy, that goes back to like when I was in Rome, to, you know, think I'm in the Colosseum again with the freaking gladiators. I mean, that's crazy stuff. That's what it is. That's and, the appeal. That's the oh, appeal. Oh, no, right? I, 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 it's unbelievable. It really yeah. is. I mean, I'm surprised that when they get him down that the guy doesn't go, he has it down, go, do you want thumbs up or thumbs down? <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, but it's, it's amazing. It's amazing, this stuff. Because, hey, but I will say one thing, my sport pickleball that I'm into, I oh. was like almost blown away last night. I saw they had a feature about about pickleball on ESPN. Wow, you know There's, you've come. They have Rick, Tom Dundon, I, you know, who's one of the owners, and they're talking about all the stuff that's going on. So you know that they're finally jumping on board because they all see this the fastest growing sport in the United States, and it, this is it, it's going to explode. I mean, it really is. They're trying to get is. it into the Olympics, and it's it's awesome. I'm just happy to be a part of it. I'm you know check out people check out. You know, go to uh, pickleballconnections.com and check that out. You can get on there and get a, a free membership and see what we're doing in that particular world. We got another thing coming out called Pickleball Zone that's going to be really fun with different events. And, you know, one of the top senior players, one of the most, uh, he's probably won as many or more events than most players. A guy named Scott Moore, who's just amazing. He used to win, he used to win when he was playing as seniors. He would win singles, mixed doubles, and men's doubles in the same tournament. I mean, it's unbelievable. He still plays and he's a partner uh, working with us. So uh, a lot of fun stuff with the pickleball. If you haven't played it, folks, check it out. It's easy to learn and uh, fun to play. I mean, it really is addictive. And Rick, I was just going to add, on one of the ESPN channels, they were showing an actual pickleball match. Like, it's on. No, whoa, 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 whoa. CBS had stuff on CBS. Not not CBS Net- Sports Network. CBS right. National. Channel five in the Bay Area, baby. Last Channel weekend, five. they yes, they had they had two days. Saturday, well, Saturday they had it on CBS. Then they had it on the network on Sunday. But just the fact that you know national, you know major, st- you know stations now are 
you know, getting into the pickleball. It's it's a really cool thing. I'm I'm hoping the team thing comes in and part of the thing what they hopefully will do. I'm hoping they're going to go ahead and add something just for entertainment value to get celebrities or people who play and have them be part of the matches just for entertainment. Because you know, I want to be in that. I want. Hell I wanna yeah. Get, I want to get we're, that. I want to. I want to play. I want to play in that. I love that competition. It's so cool. It's Rick, really. In the seventies and eighties, they always had those net the Battle of the Stars. Remember those 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 events on on ABC or one of the network channels where like they have these athletic competitions. Whatever. No, they they that. had no yeah no they 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 had that back in the old days. It was yeah. Uh, they yeah, bring it back was all the athletes kind of competed. Yeah, superstars. It was good. You know, the competition was, and then they had two day events, and you had to do six of the ten events, and yeah, that's a whole big another story for me to do it. And I had a chance. I had a chance to be the only retired athlete to ever win the overall championship. And what I happened? talk about it all the time when I give talks, because I talk about, you know, my other one that drives me crazy. When we hear the word, and I heard it when the guy was doing the pickleball thing, I'm saying, why is it that everybody wants to talk about pressure? You know how I am about the pressure thing. Pressure this, pressure that, pressure, 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 pressure. And for the only time in my life, athletically, that I know what it's like to feel pressure was that's the story about me. I choked. No, Cyrus, I felt pressure for the first time in my life competing in athletics. I said, I'll never let this happen again. It was after my career was over. But in basketball, never in my life, one time that I ever in a basketball called fear pressure, fear, uh, you know, feel pressure. You're so damn good at it, Rick. That's but, Well, no, because, no, it's not so much of being good because you're not always good. You know, just like, you know, the, the first part of the game, it's the game seven we talked about earlier. I sucked. So it happens. But the thing is, is that you got to believe in yourself. And I just yeah. heard, I hadn't, I hadn't seen and heard the interview with Reggie Miller and Steph Curry talking about, you know, the art of the three. And Steph's got that mentality. I mean, that's why he's there. I can relate so much to that. I mean, you've got to believe that even if you're going bad, the next one's going yep. in. You have to believe in yourself. And that's confidence. If you have confidence in yourself, you're never going to feel pressure. You're not always going to perform at the highest level. You're going to have times when things aren't going well. I mean, and it happens, but you have to deal with it and you move on. And once it happens, it's over. Forget about it. Yep. Forget about it. Just there believe you in yourself. It's all about the confidence. Get confidence in yourself and pressure won't exist. So I talk about that all the time, especially when I talk to businesses and people over there. You can eliminate pressure from your life if you prepare yourself properly and Damn get right. In your ability so anyway damn right but i think for our first thing doing stuff on mic'd up this is kind of fun i'm gonna be doing a bunch of stuff i won't always be on with cyrus but i'm gonna be throwing stuff out there because i was just at an event i wish i had had done it and we were prepared to have done it i was just at an event for the pump brothers these two these twins down in la do a lot of wonderful things they're involved in the world of basketball but they've raised millions of dollars and they have wings and stuff in honor of their mom and their dad at northridge hospital out in southern california and there were great people there i mean it, it, it was pretty special. I mean, you have a lot of big name people show up, not just sports people, but personalities. Um, and yeah. And so Craig Sager's wife, Stacy, was there and they have a deal that they're raising money for their foundation with the fight cancer. Craig, this, it was an amazing guy. I worked with him and good friend. Everyone says so nice things about him. Everyone well, but they, had, they have a Bentley convertible that they did that's kind of decorated with all these flowers and the crazy colors, you know, with him with his outfits and stuff. And celebrities and people are all signing the car. 
signing it and they're going to auction the car off and so i was able to help do that but that would have been fun to be able to do throw that up here on on mic'd up which i could do at any time yeah and i could have had stuff i was with reggie jackson i was with bill walton and, and artist gilmore and ozzy smith and people so you know keep stay tuned i'm going to throw stuff up like that when i go to places and i do things. i love it it's almost like if I really want to get into it, I can almost do like, you know, a reality show of me and where I'm going and the things I'm doing, because I can do this at any time with this incredible technology that we have now. So, up, baby. Throwing, so you might want to check it out because I think I'm going to start, you know, throwing as much stuff up there as I can to make it entertaining and fun for people. And it's going to be kind of like, I'm gonna, it's going to be like the no holds barred stuff. I mean, it, you know, seriously, if some of these guys are going to come out and start saying stupid stuff, I mean, I'm going to comment on it. I mean, I have to stay yeah. right now. I, I, I don't really care. I mean, it's <laughs> you know, I, have to, I have to take him to task because some of these guys talk about like, as if they're God talking about that they know everything when it comes to all these other sports. Now, here's the thing. Your opinion, folks, about a sporting event or something that's happening in the world of sports it's just as valid as the talking heads. True. Unless unless the guy who's talking about it is talking about it from the sport that he played. If he played that sport, he's going to know more about that sport than anybody who's followed it, who's written about it, who's talked about it, because he's played it. He's lived it. And so I, and even then I have a problem with some of the guys to talk about it because I about I, to say that, yeah. I, and I'm going to, I'm going to throw it out there. But when I start here and all these other guys talking about stuff as if, oh, this, this and everything. And like, they know more than a coach. Oh, you got to get rid of this guy and get rid of that. Who the hell cares what you think? <laughs> I mean, seriously, you're entitled to your opinion and you're lucky enough and somebody's paying you millions of dollars to give your opinion, which in the scheme of things, isn't really worth that much. <laughs> Well, that's why our, our old friend Gary Radnich, I, I, I always remember when I was young and I was producing your show and I was producing his show. And he always said, it's not about it's not about the information. It's about the entertainment. And I think just a lot of these individuals are just more entertaining than others. And, and maybe they bring really unusual perspectives that do entertain the audience. But you're right, Rick. Like when it comes to the NBA, I will always defer to you. Um, it, it, but you're also right that not every former player knows what the hell they're talking about either. So but you no, that's are true. But you're intelligent, sir. I respect your opinion tremendously. And um, it, like I said, anytime you want me along for these rides, I'm available. Uh, but I understand there's going to be some some days where, yeah, you go solo and, and we'll publish. Yeah, it's not going we'll, yeah, to be a long thing. I'm just going to keep throwing stuff up there. So if you want to go in, you know, check yeah. in, you know, mic'd up and all. And, you know, it's going to be out there and you, you can love it, hate it. Doesn't matter to me one way or another. That's the beauty of, that's, <laughs> hey, that's the beauty of this country, right? You don't have to worry about going to jail if you don't like something that somebody's saying, right? And you God have damn right, right. To, to express your opinion about it. Damn right. And that's the beauty of it. So that is. As, as all the flaws that this country has, it's still the best country in the world. <laughs> Always a pleasure, sir. And again, people can follow Rick Berry. And, and just to let people know, if you ever want to watch these live, just download the Mic'd Up app. And then these will all be replayed on, on your podcast channel, Rick Berry's House. Uh, and on the Believe Network, Rick, where you have your own channel there, these will all be published there as well. But if you want it live, uh, download the Mic'd Up app, have those notifications on, you'll, you'll be notified when Rick's doing a new show. One thing I'd say, I'm having such problem with, I can't get in to put stuff in on Instagram. I, I, they, these people have the worst service in the world. I have sent so many things to get help to do something, say, hey, I can't get in to my Instagram account. You got hacked. That's what happened. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not hacked. No, they no, no. no. What I mean, 
But Rick, what I mean is somebody, I think, tried to hack you and then Instagram implemented uh, security measures. So you're no. going to have to contact no. them or something. No, 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 no? I'm, I'm, no, because all it is is I'm just going to go in. I put the thing in. They're sending me the code to do it to my cell phone. I never get the code. Oh, I never get the validation code to be able to get in. And I, I said, I have been trying and trying and trying to get back into Instagram. And you people, nobody's calling me. Why can't I get the code to my, and it says, and it has the number. I know it's my cell phone. They're saying ending in this number. And I never can get in and nobody responds to me. Absolutely no one. So I've had a lot of cool things and things I wanted to put up on my Instagram account. And I haven't been able to do it because I can't even, they won't even let me in. And nobody will respond to me. Rick, when we're off the air, let me know. I'll, I'll try to help you out with that. But Facebook owns Instagram, for those that don't know. And they're probably the one you're going to have to contact. Let me know. I'll try to help you out with that. Because, Rick, you're, you're, all your social media platforms have the same handle, Rick24Berry. You can follow Rick on all those platforms. You can follow me on Twitter at DogSurfRoadShow. Um, I'll try to help you with that, Rick, because your Instagram account is awesome. I've been wondering why you haven't been posting new content there. So yeah, nothing. I've place. had a lot of cool stuff. I mean, I'm really yeah. looking forward because I got a lot of things going up. You know, that's that'll be fun. And now, and now I'm going to use I'm going to use Mike up. You know, to get stuff out there. <laughs> what Twitter? Well, well Twitter, Twitter, yeah, but I can do I can do more with Mike up because I can actually do things, interview people, do stuff, and right. you're, you're limited to you're limited to how much you can use on the other you know, on the other outlets. But I have an opportunity to do as much as little as I want. Like, I mean, I had some cool things. I had some great talks with Reggie. I had some great talks with artists. Yeah. I mean, some of the stuff there, I said, man, if I was recording this stuff, these would be great shows. Just like I told you the time I sat with Jim Brown, who was at the event, by the way, uh, not doing oh, well. The legend. You know, physically. The he's, legend. He's, yeah. It, and I sat with him and, and that was awesome. And I, I'll yeah. just real quick end with this story. Probably one of the most profound things I've heard an athlete tell me about. Because we played tennis together. And I used to jump. You know, Jim, come on. You're Mr. Macho. All this stuff here. We play tennis. You you chip and you slice. I said, what is that? What kind of game are you playing in tennis? You're not even hitting anything hard. You're supposed to be Mr. Macho. And so we had fun talking about lunch. And then he said, and I said, let me ask you something. I said, when, I said, I love watching you play. I remember watching the highlight one time. And it was unbelievable how many guys had a chance to tackle him. Some guys, two different times. They never got him down. I mean, the guy was amazing runner. I mean, just amazing. And so I said, but when you got, you, they, they tackled you. When you got up, it looked like you weren't even going to make it back to the damn huddle. I said, then you go and you run for 40 yards on the next play. He said, Rick, let me just tell you something. If you're a running back in the NFL, during the course of the game, sometime they're going to hurt you. <laughs> he said they're trying to hurt you he said i get such a kick i've seen these guys they come they bounce up they run back to the huddle he says the time that they hurt them they're not going to be able to bounce up and get back to that huddle and what happens is the defense knows that they hurt you nope he said they never ever knew if they hurt me because i got up slow every single time oh that's an interesting tactic I isn't like that, that interesting that i thought that was so profound and so smart on his part to do that Really cool. So with that, Cyrus and Rick Barry, uh, Cyrus Satchis and myself, and hey, tell them where they can find you, you know, with the surf stuff, if you're into surfing. Oh, well, well I, I mean, no, I'm just NBA these days in terms of media, but it's just follow me uh, on Twitter. Dogs are for Joe. I go out and surf, but the, surfing just does not have the audience numbers. to. to well, that's really true, because I, I can't surf. I tried to do it in Hawaii. <laughs> when I can't. I just, I'm, I was horrible at it. My son, my son, Canyon, can do it really well. And my son, Brent, Incre does it. They, yeah, Brent, Brent had this picture on his Twitter account for a while where he was surfing a huge wave. I would love to interview him someday and just, yeah, I, that I would, if you ever, if we, you could ever connect me with him just to do an interview, I would love that just because 
he's obviously got a brilliant mind. So he fought, he's got your genes, that's for sure. Um, and then, but I want to talk about surfing for a little bit as well, just because he clearly can surf. Canyon, we've already done an interview. I told Canyon, by the way, if he ever wants his own podcast on your channel, let me know. We'll set it up. Um, yeah, well, he yeah. likes to, he also likes to kite surf. That's hard to do. So yeah, he so, does it. I got pictures of him going and doing this stuff. I mean, he's, you know, he could do zip lining and he can bend down. I mean, he's got, he's a hell of an athlete. He really is. And so the Rick anyway. Berry progeny is incredible. I wish I had just a sliver of your DNA, sir. Until our next time, uh, you know, everybody, God bless, stay well, and uh, keep checking us out here on, uh, on Mike Dub and all of the other outlets. And uh, we'll look forward to uh, our next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.